Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie Lawson. I am so glad you're here. Today on this episode, I want to continue talking about healing, but I want to come at it from just a really encouraging angle at this moment. Something that has been kind of going around in my mind is as I have been thinking on what the Lord has done in my life, and I've been thinking on the gifts that he's given me and the things that I hope to achieve, I have run into some anxiety. I run into some anxiety when I try to figure out how things are going to fit together or when I try to picture what specifically the Lord has called me to and how I might find that out and how I can, you know, figure out what exactly he's called me to and what the next steps are and and just this a sense of longing for a sense of security about the plans that he has for me. And so I'm sure that if I am thinking these things, that it might be something that comes across your mind and your heart too. And I guess what I'm getting at is it's this question of, we all want to have hopes and expectations that God can do big things in our lives and through us as individuals. But for most of us, when we sit and we think about who we are, and what we have by and by what I what we have I mean the resources we have the connections that we have the money that we have the the gifts or the lack of gifts that we have when we think about who we are and what we have to offer we often can feel very small and on one hand we are taught to not think much of ourselves we're taught that you know, being proud and elevating ourselves is wrong, which it is. But then we can get in this this pathway, this brain pathway of thinking very small. Like, uh, I really don't have anything to offer. And what I do offer, what I do give, it isn't really that valuable. And, you know, God would never choose me or God would never pour out his you know, blessing on me, and I'm never going to be like so-and-so, and and I'm never going to be as big as so-and-so. And so we get on this pathway of thinking of ourselves in very small, limited, and we just really aren't that much or that big. And that's not good either. But when we can maybe start to see that our motivation in both of those thought processes in trying to get ahead and trying to kind of put ourselves really low down 
both of those things come from wrong motives. They come from self-centered motives. They come from, it's about me. It's either about me getting really big and popular and famous and important, or it's about me acknowledging how pitiful and pathetic I am and how God would never really do anything in my life. So both of those things, being really big and proud and being really low and small, those views of ourselves, those looking out into our future and planning our life, they come from self-centered motives. You know, got to protect me, got to keep me covered, you know, working for me. And that's really been convicting me lately because I have this podcast on one hand that reaches people and my goal is to reach people for Christ. But then I run up against feeling like I'm very small or feeling like I don't have the impact that I want to have or feeling like the dreams that I have, I can't reach and I'm not ever going to be able to reach. And then as I wrestle with that, I come to the fact that, you know, this is for God. It's for God's glory. It's for God's kingdom. This isn't about me. And so then I start feeling super guilty for wanting more people to listen to the podcast, for wanting a bigger reach, for wanting to, you know, increase my platform and my, um, you know, being known amongst the Christian speakers of the world. And so then I start to feel really, really guilty. And so then I kind of retreat. I retreat back into, okay, well, this is all for God. And so that means I can't do anything to promote the podcast. I can't do anything to get my name out there because then I'm taking the glory from God. And something that my husband said to me this week has been so big and pivotal in my heart. And it just kind of showed me that I've been going about it all wrong. And I think that more people can relate to not knowing what to do when it comes to the dreams and the passions that you have inside your heart. You either feel like you're never going to get anywhere, so why would you try? Or you feel like, yeah, I don't have anything to offer. I don't really have any dreams and passions. Or maybe you struggle with an elevated view of yourself, which none of those things are good. None of them are right. And what we have to get back to is that this is about Jesus. The walk that we walk, the Christian walk, the Christian relationship is all about Jesus. But in the fact that it's for Jesus, it is meant to move forward. And if we believe, even if it's hard for you to personalize it, but if we believe that God has put worth and value in every person that is alive today, that is going to be born, that, you know, people have inerrant worth and value, and that if you are a person that has become a child of God, then he has put his purposes in you and his mind in you, then it is not an unrealistic vision or goal to have in your heart 
that God has something specific and special for you. And that we can expect that from God. We switch over to it being the wrong thing, even if it's a good thing. It's a wrong thing when it is in the self-centered motive that it is to move us forward or to get us what we want. Now, we benefit from the purposes and plans that God has given to us in our lives and the things that we are created to fulfill, but we are not the sole purpose or reason that these gifts and these plans are in place. And so when we can focus our hearts and our minds back on the source, then we can move forward expectantly. And I know you've heard people tell you that it doesn't matter if you're a housewife or if you're a doctor or if you're a dentist or a lawyer or a teacher or a social worker or a garbage man. It doesn't matter. God has a plan for you. And we start to think, yeah, that's just kind of the Christian rhetoric. Everybody says that. Everybody says, you know, there's great hope in Jesus and blah, 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 blah. But what if it's really true? What if the problem is that we seek to either reach our goals or we the reason we don't have goals is because of a self-centered purpose? And what if we can see that in ourselves and then we can turn that self-centered purpose, whether your purpose is, I'm fearful that God doesn't have anything for me or I'm fearful that I'm not been given any gifts or talents. What if we could turn that over to him to where it's this recognition that it is through his power that he has made a way for me to be called and you to be called a child of the one true king. And if I believe that he did that on the cross and I believe that he's God over everything, and I believe that people have inerrant worth and value, then is it too far a stretch for me to believe that there really is a reason to have great expected hope of what God wants to do in my life and through my life that will benefit his kingdom, but also bless me? I think that we live too cautiously. We live too fearfully of putting our lives in the hands of God and expecting him to do something with it. And so we get to the end of our lives or we get through a majority of our lives and we realize that it really hasn't been that great. We haven't had that much impact. And we think that then it must really not be so true. But we can say it and we can preach it and we can sing about it, how God has plans and purposes for everybody. But we just don't really believe it and we're not really seeing it. And I think the reason that we're not really seeing it is because we aren't seeking it in the right heart motive, which is, God, this is for you and this is because of you. And because of that, because this is solely dependent on you, Lord, then I can expect that you are going to do exceedingly, abundantly more than I could ever hope or dream or imagine. Which leads us to the verse that I want to talk with you about today. And it is in Ephesians 3, and it's verse 20 and 21. 
And I'm going to be reading it from the Amplified Version, so it's going to be really wordy. And it says, Now to him who by the power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly far over and far above all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So be it. This verse is saying that our very hope, the hope of our salvation, the hope of the security of our salvation, the hope of the word of God and its truth, the hope of all of our dreams, the hope of everything that God has promised is due to his ability to keep his word. It is because he is faithful that we can hope. And if we believe that he is faithful, even in our own limited extent of being able to have hope, even in its flawed ability where we have doubts and fears and anxieties and angers and all of those things throughout our life, if we believe that we have hope in Jesus, then why do we work so hard to limit that hope? What would happen if we started to think bigger, to expect more, and not expect more for ourselves, but to expect more of God in our lives, to expect more of His Spirit in our every day, to expect more of His person coming through the wavelengths to comfort us? What if we began to expect that he wants to carry out the purpose that he has for us and that his purpose in Scripture is super abundantly far over and above all that we would dare to ask, think, all of our desires, prayers, thoughts, and hopes and dreams, it is above. This is a promise. And if we believe that the word of God is true, then I believe Christians, it is high time that we begin to expect God to work abundantly in our lives. And this is not with some self-appointed, self-centered decision that we've decided what it it is that he is going to do. No, this is with surrender. This is with the acknowledgement that everything that is available to God is far above what I can expect. It's far above what I think or even what I would dare to ask. What is available to God, the power and the hope that he has, it exceeds my wildest imaginations. And it is not to define what God will do. That is not what I'm saying that you expect. It's not that you go, Lord, I expect you to come through for me at this job. No, it is saying, God, I expect you to do your will in my life. And I know that because I believe in you and I believe in your holy word, that you have an incredible, redemptive, life-giving plan that you want to see through in my life. And that if I let go and I expect you to work and I look for you and I seek after you, that you are going to come through 
in incredible ways that are mind-blowing to me. So the thing that my husband told me that I started and I never got to back in the beginning of of this talk was, Connie, stop thinking so small. You have all of these big dreams and these big things that you know and you feel that God has told you and that he wants to do in your life. Why are you so limiting of God? Why, are, why do you limit the, the way that he could work? Why do you limit, why do you tie him down to some, so, something so small and insignificant when God wants to do big things in your life? And that convicted me. It convicted me that I tend to be so impatient. I tend to be so self-focused on what is God going to do with my life and for me and through me that I miss having expectation of him doing his work and his plans in my life in a big way, however he chooses. Because my hope is not in the gifting that I have or the platform that I have. My Hope is in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ wants to bring glory to the Father. He wants to proclaim his name to the nations. He wants to bring people to him. He wants to show people what he thinks of them as individuals with worth and value. So if he wants to do all of those things, then I can know I fit into that. You fit into that. Your life has purpose and worth. And if you can let go of seeking after self-centered motivations and expect God, look for him to work in abundant, incredible ways in your life, that is when you're going to start to see him show up in really very real and amazing ways. I want to read this verse to you one more time. It just gives me chills to think about all of this abundant hope that we have available to us through Christ. It can never be tapped out. It can never be exhausted. When you go to school for a specific degree, you reach a point where you know all that there is to know. You cannot go any further. Whether it's a doctorate or a you know, some PhD, you reach a point when you've done all that there is to do. But with God, his hope within us is far above anything that we could think, pray, we desire, our thoughts, our hopes, or our dreams. There is no tapping out. There is no reaching it, the point of of being done. God can always work bigger and more and more abundantly in your life. And you may say, Connie, all I've been through is hard times. And I could say, maybe that's true. But God is in those hard times, and those hard times don't negate your hope. He is there in the midst of them. Let him show himself to you. Don't run away. Don't be afraid. Your hope is not in your circumstances. It is in the person of Jesus Christ. And there are seasons for all things. And maybe you are in a long season of suffering, but that will end. And if you are faithful, God has promised that he will bless that. So I want to read this verse to you one more time. Now to him 
who by the power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Far beyond our highest prayers, desires, hopes, and dreams, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ, all throughout generations, forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So friend, there are a myriad of reasons just reaching up and and wanting you to grab hold of them for reasons why you can't have hope and why Jesus isn't really all that he says he is. It takes a big person to be able to go in spite of everything that I see. My faith in Jesus is something that is unseen. And I believe that the unseen is more powerful and more potent than what is seen. And I am choosing to hold on to this unexpressible hope an abundant life that Jesus says I can have in him. And when you do that, when you make that choice, there is no power in hell and there is no plan of man that can stop the mighty intervention of God in your life. And sometimes it boils down to that difficult choice of choosing who you are going to serve. I hope that you will choose Jesus because I know that he is worth every tear that I've ever cried and that he is very real and very personal and that he has a huge plan for your life and for my life and he enjoys leading us and teaching us about himself. You can reach out to me on the blog at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings or connect with me on social media at weedseedsandbeautifulthings. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. And I am excited to let you know about a special guest that we have coming here in mid-March. Her episode will probably air towards the end of March, but she is an amazing, amazing woman and a podcaster. And I look forward to giving you all the details. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time.